Come on and open your Bibles to Romans, the fifth chapter. And let's hear what the Lord has to say unto us on today. Romans, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 1, ending at verse 2. Hallelujah. And the word of God reads, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I'm going to read verse 2 again. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I want to talk about faith accesses grace. Faith accesses grace. Last Sunday we talked about faith overcomes the world. And God wanted to bring um, more into the room so we can have more understanding dealing with faith. Because I believe we as saints, set apart ones, we as Christians are not receiving what God has already provided. And there's a reason why we're not receiving what God has already provided. So at the beginning of this, I'm going to talk about grace, but we're going to go into faith. And Miracle Temple, some of this you have already heard, but I have learned that faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So even though that you have heard it, God may bring it in another way on this morning to enlighten you, to illuminate you, to give you more revelation on what you have already received. So what we have to do on today is let go of us. We have to let go of ourselves and we have to really focus on what the word is saying unto us because the final authority is his word. He said his word is forever settled in heaven. He said he changed not. Whatever God has written, God is not going to change. It don't matter what you do, when you do it, or how you do it. His word is going to remain the same. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but my word shall stand forever. And I love this one. My covenant will I not break. Nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips. He said, my word will not come back to me void. But it'll go out and accomplish that which I please. He's talking about himself. And he said, it'll prosper in the thing that I have sent it to do. So we have to take the word for what it is. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. What we do is hear the word of God. And faith comes by what we're hearing. And then we begin to do what the word is saying. So when I'm saying faith accesses grace, I want you to understand about grace and what grace have done. God's grace that he has given us provided everything that we need. Grace is his unearned, undeserved favor that you didn't have to work for. So this is what we got to understand. What we have from God, we didn't have to work for it. We didn't have to do nothing to get it. So that's what grace is. The Bible tells us that grace um, is what brought salvation unto all men. Grace is what brought salvation. So God gave us salvation through his grace. That means his healing, his prosperity, his safety, his deliverance. All of that came by grace. And it said it appeared unto all men. So I want you to know in this place, none of us got left out. 
God gave his grace to all of us. He gave his grace even unto um, Hitler. But the problem is Hitler did not accept what God gave. And this is what some people are doing today. They're not accepting what God has already gave. God said he want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So I'm telling you today, it don't matter what you done, when you done it or how you done it. God made provision for you through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what grace done. And it said that in the word that he commended his love for us. That means he proved his love for us even while we were yet sinners. That means we were in sin, but Christ still died for us. And we have to really meditate on those verses. We were out there doing what we wanted to do, but in spite of what we were doing, Christ laid down his life for us. Why did he do this? Because he loved us so much. See, love that the love that God has is an unconditional love. It doesn't go on what you did. It doesn't go on when you did it or who you done it with. His love covers a multitude of sin. His love has covered past, present, and future sins. So once we realize what grace have done for us, then we can access it by faith. But if you don't know what grace has done, you're not going to be able to access something that you don't even know you already have. We're out here working for stuff that God has already gave us. We're out here trying to get healed, trying to get delivered, trying to get prosperous. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that because God provided that for you yet when you were in your sin. So if we would hold on to what grace have done and realize that I don't have to do nothing to earn nothing from God because God provided it for me even while I was yet in sin. Y'all better hear me. God provided everything you needed even before you accepted him. And do you know what we do to people today? We base what we give them on what they done for us. See, Christ didn't do that. We look at one person and because they look good, because they're acting good, then we say that's the person that should have this. But you got somebody over here that's prostituting, that's on drugs, that's living any kind of way, and we're saying they don't deserve it. What if God said you didn't deserve what you should have gotten? You deserve what you should have gotten. But he didn't look at us that way. He looked past our faults. He looked past our sin and God saw our need. What was the need that we needed a savior? He said, I need somebody to step in, to stand in the gap on your behalf because I know you can't save yourself. He said, because there's none good, none that understand, none that seek God. He said, that's why I gave you my grace. And what are we doing? We're grading on the curve because you own drugs, then I can't help you. You lie a little bit, so I'm going to help you. Sin is sin. So we need to quit looking at what a person done, and we need to open up the love of God that's in our heart that was shed abroad through the Holy Ghost and say, you are no different than I was. God loved me just as much as he loved you. God don't um, just read on the unjust. He read on the just as well, the just and the unjust. So we need to quit grading on the curve because somebody's always messing up. I got news for you. All of us in this room mess up. One way or another, we mess up. See, your spirit is what got saved. That will never mess up.
that's been perfected. That means that sin cannot get to your spirit. But the enemy know that your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions is messed up. This is why the Bible tells us that we have to renew our mind on a daily basis. Not just one day. Your mind has to constantly be renewed because if it's not, you're going to enter a place that you should not enter. It's not a person in this place that didn't mess up this morning. You messed up some kind of way. It was something you thought that wasn't right. You may not have said it, but you thought ill will about somebody. It was somebody you looked at that you talked about in your mind. I wouldn't have put that on this morning. I wouldn't have come in the house of God looking like that. Somebody said something. Somebody was cross-eyed this morning. Somebody was prideful this morning. Somebody looked at somebody else and said, I wouldn't have done it that way this morning. How can she be doing this when she ain't doing that? Come on, somebody. We got some cross-eyed people. Right in the church. Talking about people in your mind. And smiling with all 32 minus one. We do it. So all of us fall short to the glory of God. But because of Jesus Christ, because of what he has done for us, y'all, there's a cleansing process. I don't know about y'all, but I have to be cleansed every minute, every second, every hour of the day. I have to let the word come in and cleanse me because if I don't let the word cleanse me, I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say because, Julia, I'm looking at something maybe my husband has done that I don't like and I'm getting stirred up on the inside, sister Denise, and I'm ready to shoot off at the mouth, but because of the word. See, when you got the word, the word calm you down. The word give you life, and it keeps your mouth shut. It helps you to study, to be quiet when you don't supposed to say nothing. And even though I'm quiet, sister Loretta, I still got to cast down them thoughts that I'm leaving behind in my mind, because if I don't cast them they're going to have a fortress. They're going to have a stronghold. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not about me. Say, it was never about me. Say, because if it was really about me, none of us would be in this room. Nobody in this room could save nobody, not even yourself. So why when you go out, To minister to people, you think you're the savior. You think you're the one that's saving that person. See, that's why we got to get over self. We got to get over, it's me that has done this. You know, for some reason, we think because we got better in this area, that we're better than somebody else in this area. Uh Uh-uh. It don't work like that. The Bible said that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. See, it was nothing that we could do to become righteous with God except through accepting what Jesus have done. That's what make us righteous. Y'all, I want you to catch this because the more I get into it and I dig into it, I'm learning. Shut your mouth. If you ain't going to say what the word is saying and and mean what the word is saying, don't say nothing. This is why Paul said that he only spoke what he believed. 
See, you got to believe it before you can speak it. And there's a lot of people speaking it and don't believe it because they don't even know what grace done. They're just going off of what somebody else said. It's time for you to get off of that kick. And it's time for you to get into a relationship with God to know what grace have done and what grace have provided. And that would keep you off somebody else's case. Well, you ain't doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to live for the Lord. But my question is, if you hang around that person, the life you live should speak. It should want that person to come to the Lord or it's going to drive them from you. So if that person is still with you and they still got some issues, then that tell me you need to go seek the Lord and say, Lord, what's going on? The word is going to drive you or draw you. So sometimes we're looking at other people and we need to take a look at ourselves. We need to say, Lord, is it me? You remember uh, when uh, they was getting ready to turn Jesus over, all of them say, Lord, is it I? Come on, they already knew. <laughs> they already, Lord, is it I? If you know you ain't done nothing, you don't have to ask nobody nothing, right? You already guilty. But I thank God, y'all, for his grace. Because when I'm reminded of his grace, I get off of other people's case. Because <laughs> when I'm reminded of what he done for me, now I may not have stepped into some areas you stepped in, but I stepped in something. Sin is sin, y'all. It don't matter how big it is. And the Lord is showing me a little bit of mud. And it's dark. It's black. But then he showed me a big puddle of mud. You know what that puddle got so big because people waddled in it and the more you waddle in it the bigger it get see it start out as small but the more you track dirt in your house the more dirt you're gonna have if you don't clean up the dirt that you see it's more dirt dirt attracts dirt so if you don't get rid of that you're gonna have more dirt in your house dirt builds up does it not So if you don't clean your house, you're going to have more that you're dealing with. But when you know what grace have done for you, when you know that that God provided all this for you, when you weren't even worthy to get it. So God has provided healing, deliverance, prosperity, everything that we need, God provided it by grace. So God took me back, y'all. I just love teaching on Abraham because it puts me in a place to understand where Abraham was. Abraham had to give up what he had. But the thing in giving up what you have is having a trust for God. Nobody gives up anything, not unless they trust that person they're with, that they're giving it up for. Now understand this, women, when you meet a man, and you get to know that man, and you get to know him well, women consider them as being their life. I can't live without them. I can't eat. I can't. Come on now. Let's just be real. I can't breathe. And every breath that I take is just all about you, baby. I know that you're not here. And and I just miss you so much. I know you just left. But just to hear your voice, I just hear it. It just feels so good that y'all know what I'm talking about. Just to hear your voice. When you don't call me when you're supposed to call me, I just get upset. I just feel like a part of me. Just just leave me. You just turned my world all around. Yes, it did. Turned it upside down and you saved. You talking about him more than you talking about Jesus. You talking about her more than you talking about Jesus. There's a problem in the house. Because if anybody come in your life and take his place, then you were never in place with him. 
That means you hadn't really made a truth. Let me tell you something. When I stick a plug in the socket, I expect something to happen. What about you? Julia, when you plug up your vacuum cleaner and you hit that button, you expect that vacuum cleaner to come on, right? So when you hook up to God and you know you hooked up to the power source, every area of your life that needs change, you know because you hooked up to the power source, changes already come, right? But when you hook up with a male or a female and you hooking up with them on a daily basis, you expecting things from them that they can't give you. See, man will fail you, but God will never fail you because the word said he'll never leave you, nor shall he forsake you. He will be with you even until the end. I want to ask y'all something. Why is it that when we connect with people that it's so hard when disconnection comes? Why is it? Why is it so much hurt and pain when disconnection comes? See, because if I hooked up with Ariel and I hook up with her on a daily basis, I call in the morning. How you doing, Ariel? I'm doing good, Apostle. You sure you're doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing real good. Then I call her at 10. How you doing, Ariel? I'm doing okay, Apostle. I'm really doing okay. So we keep talking throughout the day and that go on from month to month to month. So my thoughts are always on Ariel. Now, ain't nothing going on funny, but my thoughts are always on her. And the more I, I get at work and I said, well, let me see what this girl do. And let me see what we can do today. So I'm building a relationship with her. So one day she tell me, well, I'm not going out to eat with you today. And all of a sudden, I feel something in my stomach that just don't feel right. Y'all get that feeling. Wait a minute. You, she never done this. She always want to eat with me. What in the world going on, Daniel? What did I do? I had to do something. So throughout the day, I'm worried about how she feel. I'm worried about why she don't want to hang with me anymore. More. And I'm saved. So why did I get into a deep connection with her in the first place? Why did I feel like that I needed somebody to lean on besides God? Because I haven't held on to God the way I need to. See, when somebody go out of your life, it shouldn't be so tragic that you act like you ain't going to make it. Because when God is number one, God replaces everything and everyone. Because you are reminded, grace saved me. Grace healed me. Grace delivered me even when I wasn't worth saving, even when I wasn't worth delivering, even when I wasn't worth loving. Grace provided all this for me. God proved his love. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. Man, he dearly prized the world that he gave something, y'all. He gave something that was so dear to him, and it was his son. And he gave the son for the world so we wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. Come on, y'all, who does that? What person in this room is going to give up a child for somebody else who ain't worthy? What person in this room is going to give up something for somebody that act like they don't care? Partying 24-7, getting drunk, won't keep no job, begging for money all the time. Who's going to give up a child for somebody like that? Can anybody answer that? No, what we're going to do is say, when you get it right, and when I see that you're getting it right, that's when I'm going to step in and help you a little at a time. But God didn't give us a little, y'all. He gave us everything. 
The Bible said if he gave us his son, how much freely would he give us all things? So that means when he gave us his son, he didn't only give us his son, but he gave us reconciliation. Meaning that we have peace with God. We can come near to God because of the blood of Jesus. He gave us redemption. Jesus paid the price. We've been redeemed, y'all. He gave us justification, meaning that I've been acquitted and know that I was a murderer. I have been acquitted. The charges have been dropped. He gave us sanctification, meaning that I have been set apart because of his blood, not because of anything that I can do or even try to do. Look at your neighbor say, why don't you give up you? This is the problem. We don't want to give up us. Come on, Jennifer. You love yourself so much. You just can't throw Jennifer away. You, you, you just can't. I'm going to talk to somebody else. I have to talk to somebody else. She already over there in the la-la land. That's Jennifer. Jennifer beat herself up every day. She's still here, though. Come on, you love yourself so much, Michelle. You just can't give up Michelle. You can't give it up. I ain't getting rid of Michelle. If I get rid of Michelle, who am I going to be? Jesus. See, we got to get so rid of self that we don't see ourselves no more. Even when we look in the mirror, we don't see us. We see Jesus. Come on, y'all, have we got there yet? No, because when we look in that mirror, women, we want to look good. I want some Mac. I want the eyeliner. I want all of this stuff because I'm not stepping out this house. Is that right, honey? Until I put on some makeup. My husband said, you look all right. I said, hush, because you wouldn't leave out of here if your haircut was tore up. I ain't leaving out of here. Throw on a hat and let's go. Nobody won't see you. I see me. (laughs) See? See, that's what I'm saying. When you truly get over self, y'all know nobody ain't going to leave out of the house all tore up, right? You got to put on a little something, something. Right? But sometimes when you leave out, when that glory come upon you, you ain't worrying about no something, something. But what I'm saying is, when we accept what grace have done, we will be living a lifestyle of faith. So God took me back to Abraham. And God was showing me Abraham, this man, who actually lived as a heathen up under his father's roof. But God spoke to Abraham one day. Have you ever heard, heard God speak to you? When you're in a place that you know you shouldn't be in, God will speak to you. And he will let you know, I want to bring you out of that place. I want to bring you out of the place that you're in. Will you allow me to bring you out of that place? So Abraham heard him and Abraham left his father's house, y'all. And God had the audacity to tell Abraham before Abraham even got it. Now I'm getting into faith. Before Abraham got it, God said, I will bless you. I will show you the land. You know, God was telling him all of these things. He said, you're going to be a blessing and told him he was going to be a father of all nations. Come on. He's just speaking a word to Abraham. Abraham didn't have this in the natural, y'all. He just had a word from God. So God was speaking to Abraham. So Abraham's faith was in the unseen and not the seen. So Abraham, the Bible said that Abraham was counted righteous because he believed God. See, back then you had to be circumcised. 
and he was uncircumcised, you had to be circumcised to be in covenant with God. Abraham was not circumcised. God made him righteous because he believed him. What am I telling you? If you are work, trying to work it out yourself, you're not tapping in to what God has done. You're trying to make it happen. You're trying to do something to get God to do what he's already done. That's not how faith works. See, grace have already done it for you. Grace has already healed you, so you don't have to fast for 21 days to get healed. You don't have to fast to get uh, money from God or to get prosperity from God. You just have to believe in what God has already given you. So you got to take God at his word. So this is what God was sharing with me, y'all. He was letting me know. He said, we got Ishmael and Isaac's living together. He said, you got to take Ishmael out your house. He said, you living with Ishmael, but you're saying that you're trusting in Isaac. See, Isaac... What didn't come under the law. Isaac came by promise. Ishmael came by works. How did he come by works? Because God gave Abraham a promise. I want y'all to catch this. This promise was grace. He said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. Abraham was old. Sarah was old. So Sarah got tired of waiting. So she said, Abraham, I'm going to give you my maid servant. Y'all ain't that just so toe up. I'm good. What? Come on now. You think I'm going to give my husband a woman and tell him, him to go into that woman and bring me a baby? The devil is a lie. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Zoom, zoom, baby. I'm gone. Anyway, so this is what happened. She told him, you know, this is how they done under the old law. They had babies through their maid servants. So Abraham said, he didn't even say if you're sure. He just went on with Hagar. He got permission. He went on with, hey, God, that would have been a fight that night. Y'all hear me? Y'all know how women do. Go, go ahead on, baby. And then they go, they say, I, see, I knew it. I knew it. You ain't nothing but an adulterer. You ain't nothing but a, 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 what did this woman call her husband? Stood up in church and she said he was a, I can't remember the name. I'm going to get it in a minute. But anyway, he went in and laid with Hagar, right? And God had given him a promise. So he had grace here, but then works was over here. So he stepped out of grace, out of the promise, and he went into working it out on his own. This is what law does. This is what self-righteousness does, saying, you know, I'm going to make this happen quicker. So he come out of grace. He went into works. He went into Hagar, and then there was Ishmael. So he had a promise of God in his house, and he had Ishmael in his house. Y'all know what had happened. Ishmael and grace can't stay together. The law... And grace cannot stay together. You're going to have to choose. So y'all know what happened when Isaac come along. And one thing I want to say. Did Abraham mess up? Did Sarah mess up? Was the promise void, Michelle? Let's think about it. Y'all, let's think about it. Abraham stepped out of grace. He went to work it out himself. But grace was still there. So why do we tell people when they mess up, God ain't giving you nothing? God done gave it to them. But the reason why they're not getting it is because they're allowing sin to step in on the scene and it's taking them out of the place that God has already prepared for them. God ain't going to go back on what he told you. It's still yours. I don't care how much you mess up. God is faithful to his promise. Even when we're unfaithful, God remains.
next to you, say, get Ishmael out your house. And say, you can't tell me you don't have him in there. Because there's something you're trying to do to get something done so Ishmael is in your house. Come on, come on, come on, come on, it's the truth. You, you got God's promise here, but you're still trying to work it out here. You got some Ishmael's in your house. Because if you're going to trust God, you ain't bringing Ishmael back in the house. You're going to say, this is what God has said. So the key into accessing, faith accesses grace. So God has provided it, y'all. I want you to grab hold. God has provided healing today. Healing is already yours. So if he provided healing for us, we don't have to go out and do something to get what's already done. Darling, you don't have to do nothing to get something that's already done. That means you don't have to work overtime to get provision because provision was already made even for the day. So I don't have to say, give me more hours. The only reason I'm getting more hours is because I don't put myself in a situation outside of what God provided for that day. So I'm trying to make provision to catch up what I messed up. You will never catch up until you fall back in line with what grace has done. I don't care how many hours you make. Until you trust the provision that's already made for you, then you're going to still be behind. Have you ever heard people? I'll give to the church when I pay off my credit card. Well, we won't get a dime. <laughs> because you're trusting in your credit card more than you're trusting in God. See, what faith do, faith don't look at the seen. Faith look at what you already have in the unseen, and that's how you live. The just live by faith. That means I ain't waiting for something to occur in the natural to know what God has already given me. Just like we, some people are unemployed. Yeah, truth is you unemployed. You don't have a job. But let me tell you what the word says. God is my promoter. God sits high. He looks low. Promotion don't come from the east nor from the west. It comes from God. So my dependency is upon God. So the Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. So that means that you don't wait on the Lord for a job to come in your lap. You get up and you seek the Lord and you ask the Lord, where would you have me to be today? And by faith, you getting up early, you fixing your lunch, and you saying, I'm going on my job. That's what faith do. Faith don't wait on the job to come to you. You go into the job and say, I'm already hired. I already have a job. People say, you're crazy. But I know what God has promised to me. He said he ain't seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. But when a lazy person sit up there and wait on somebody else to pay their way, you ain't trusting God, you lazy. You waiting on handouts. You ain't on somebody to supply it for you. God don't work like that. You cannot get past what God's word says. See, we're trying to go past the word and get people to feel sorry for us. Hey, 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 how you doing today? How you doing today? You know, um, can you give me $20? I'll give it back to you next week. You need to look at them and say, you ain't got no job. How are you going to give me something back? Well, you know, I walk by faith and not by sight. Don't use that on me. Because you, 
because you got to go get it from somebody else to give it back to me. Then you got the, the person you got it from, you got to go figure out a way how to give it back to them. But when we walk by faith and not by sight, our trust and dependency is upon God. See, faith is trusting God outside of what you see. See, when we can trust God outside of what we see, then we're walking by faith. Yes, I see in the natural that it don't look like I'm going to make it this month. Because I done paid my tithes, I done did everything that I supposed to do, but I'm in the negative. That's what natural say. But supernatural faith say I have more than enough. God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm not saying it to get something. I'm saying it because I know that's what the word says. So I'm going to stand on the word outside of what I see. That's what we're supposed to do. And the more you stand on the word outside of what you see, you begin to see things that you never saw before. But we don't allow the word to do what the word needs to do because we trust in more natural than we do supernatural. And guess what? We're spiritual beings. So we're supposed to go on the supernatural, y'all, and not the natural. So when, when we need something from God, first thing is we got to know it's already been provided. God provided it over 2,000 years ago. But how do I take what God provided? By faith. The key is God has given you faith. He has given every person in this room the measure of faith. That means all of us got the same measure. But it's according to what you do with what you have. See, if you're just um, taking the faith that God has and you're waiting on somebody in the natural to do it, instead of saying, God, I believe what your word says. Naturally, I don't have it. And I ain't going to lie. But I know that my God said if I give, it shall be given unto me. Even if it's my last $5 and I get an unction to give, I'm going to give it because I'm trusting in supernatural and not natural means. If I always look at my natural means, I want y'all to catch this, you'll never give nothing. If you always look at what you got in the natural and how you, you dividing everything up in little portions, you will never help nobody. See, provision means I already have it outside of natural. When I give, God got to honor what his word said. He said, if I give, it's going to be given unto me. Good measures pressed down, running over, shall men give unto my bosom. The measure that I have given, it shall be measured back to me. See, those are God's laws. And you have to honor what God's word is saying. So God is saying today, I have already given you everything you need. But in order to tap into what I have given you, it is by faith. And the Bible says, how do I activate my faith? Through the word. The more you get into that word, faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. And you need to get up every morning and say, God, what are you saying to me? Through your word. Because the word is going to speak to you. Every time you get into the word, the word is going to speak to you. That's God speaking unto you. So if the word is telling you by Jesus Christ, you were healed. Thank you, Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. Why am I healed? Because your word is saying so. But your body is crying out in pain. But body, this is what God's word says for you today. So you are pain free today because God said by Jesus Christ, you were already healed. You were already made whole. So I want you to receive your healing. And you got to stand on what the word is saying outside of how you feel. 
Even when you're feeling depressed and you're feeling lonely and you feel like nobody is there for you, you got to go into the word of God, the word of life, and you got to say, God, I'm never rejected because you have accepted me in the beloved. I'm never alone because you said you will never leave me, nor shall you forsake me. And God, I thank you that you are my present help right now in my time of trouble, in my time of need. Y'all, that's faith. Because you believing in the unseen, not the seen. Y'all, we are in the natural, the world. But we're in the world, but we don't do like the world does. So you can't be flip-floppy on God. One minute, he can. The next minute, God, are you doing it? One minute, I know he can do it. The next minute, God, why you haven't done it? Because you got to see what God has done. How you see it? Through the word of God. Now, when we take God at his word, do everybody in here trust God? Let's be honest. Truly. Everybody in here trusts God. Really. Really, I'm asked it again. Do everybody trust God? You Okay, trusting God means you taking God at his word outside of what you see. Do y'all understand what trust means? So right now, if somebody told you to give them $50 and that's all you had, would you give them that $50? Bring it to me. I just asked for it. Who said yes? Who said yes? Did I hear any yeses? Okay, who's speaking? You say you trust God, right? Who's in me? Keep you $50. I'm just, I'm testing. I'm testing. See, this is why I say, don't say nothing that you don't believe. And you don't do it to say, oh Lord, if I don't do it, somebody's going to look at me. Trusting God means when things don't look right, when it looks like it's toe up, from the floor up, God, I trust you because that's what you said. That's faith. Because faith is in the supernatural, not the natural. This is the kind of faith we're supposed to have, y'all. Faith meet a need outside of your need. That's what's supposed to happen. So when we trust God, this is grace. Grace has already provided it. This is God's grace, right? He's already provided it. This is faith over here. Everything you need is over here. But in order for faith to get activated, to receive what's over here, you have to believe the one that said it. Is that not right? So if you ain't in your word enough, seeking God enough, you missing what God has provided because you over here trying to do it yourself. That's not faith. So the more you get into the word of God and the more you meditate on the word of God, you're activating your faith to pull out of what God has already provided. Y'all, it's right here. It's right here. God has already done it, y'all, but you got to trust in what he's already done. That's how faith is activated. Y'all, it's a lifestyle of faith. It means, darling, I don't have to do nothing to get it. I just have to believe in what's already done. And God gave me this example. God was saying, okay, women, we go get groceries, right? 
We put the grocery in the buggy. We pay for it. We come home, put it in the pantry, put it in the refrigerator, put it in the freezer. We put in our house the grocery that we know we're going to cook for that week or we assume we're going to cook, right? So when we um, get ready to prepare a meal, we already know what we have. Come on, somebody, to prepare that meal because we bought it. We paid for it. That's grace. You ain't going to prepare nothing outside of what you don't have, Julia, are you? Because if you don't have it, you're going to say, uh-oh, I got to go back to the store because I don't have what I need. So if you go back to the store and purchase it, who does it belong to? It don't belong to Food Line no more. It don't belong to Piggly Wiggly no more. It don't belong to these other grocery stores no more because you bought it with your money. That's what grace done. Grace gave you everything. But in order to activate it, you have to go into the word of God. Faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. Let me say this. Remember I say you got to trust God, knowing what God's done. So when you get in trouble, you're going to say, wait a minute. That's already been atoned for. That's already been taken care of. So why am I worried? The Bible said that the Israelites could not enter into God's rest because they didn't believe God. We don't enter into his rest because we don't believe what the word of God says. Because our faith is not activated. We don't believe that God has already done it. So we stay up all night worrying about how am I going to do this? How is this going to work? They're going to kick me out. My car um, insurance is going to get canceled. This is happening in my life. So you lose sleep. You know why you lose sleep? Because you don't know what God has already done. And see, when you honor God, God honors you. Because you've taken him at his word. Let me ask y'all a question. Today, if I'm saying, I will give $100 to the first one that come up here, who will come? I will give $100 to the first one that come up here. She was the first one. Give me the $100. That's what Grace done. Why would you come up here, Teresa? That's grace. See how you missed it? All this teaching, and you missed it. Help me, somebody. That was free. Did she have to do anything to get it except trusting the one that was speaking it? Nobody moved. Oh, nobody trusts me. That's faith, y'all. Teresa trusted me. The reason why she trusted me, she trusted the God that was in me. She said, if apostle is saying it, I know who apostle is. I know who she served. So I heard what she said. So I'm going to come up and get what she said she was going to give me. I didn't limit it to save or unsave. That's what grace did. So in order to access Grace is by faith. And in order for faith to be activated, it's through the word of God. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word. So whatever God has provided for you, it's already yours outside of you. Outside of you. Now I'm going to this part. When we were not saved, God provided all this, right? 
He gave it all to us, right? It was sitting there waiting on us. How do we get it? Through Jesus Christ. This is how we get it, through Jesus Christ. Some people think that being that they're not saved, they can get all of these goodies from God, what he already provided. Don't work like that. The only way you can get to grace is through Jesus Christ. So you got to have faith in the one that can access this grace. It comes through Jesus Christ. This is why Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who live in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, who died for me. Paul said, it ain't me doing this. I'm trusting in the one that's already done it on my behalf. This is how I'm getting everything that I need because I'm not trusting in Paul. I'm trusting in him. I'm trusting in what he's already done. Until we can trust in the risen Savior and what he's already done, we got all of this over here, saved people, and we can't even receive it over here because we're still trying to do it ourselves. Now, once we trust Jesus and we come to know what he's done and we accept him as our Lord and Savior and we know him what grace has already done, then why should we continue in sin? God forbid. So some Christian folks get saved and still is in sin. Why are they still in sin? Because they don't know what grace have provided. If grace have saved you and you didn't have to do nothing yourself, then why are you out there still sinning? Because you really don't have revelation of grace. Because when you have revelation of grace, that that you've done when you wasn't saved, you don't want to do it now. So I advise you, get into your word. Know who you are now that you're in Christ Jesus. Know what he's already done for you, independent of you. And that would help us to quit looking at other people like they're trash, like they're scum. We have to see people the way Jesus saw them. He saw them with the eyes of love, with the heart of love. He didn't condemn them. How about the lady who committed adultery? They brought the lady to Jesus, threw her in the mist. But Jesus said, he who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone. Come on, y'all. Y'all know how we look at people sometimes. They shouldn't have done this and they shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have done a lot of things. But we done them. So when we look at his grace and his mercy, that's why he told Paul, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul was saying, you got to take this from me, Lord. He asked him three times. He said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. My grace is made sufficient for you, Paul. He said, grace done done everything. You got to tap into what grace done and rise up, Paul. You a winner already. You victorious already. Rise up in what I already done. And when Paul began to rise up, that's the power of God that's coming in Paul and through Paul. And then Paul sees stuff being done that wasn't done before. This is what's supposed to be happening in our lives. It's time to tap in to what God has already done. It's time to tap out of what we're trying to do ourselves. God don't want you to work for something that he's already provided through Jesus Christ. He just wants us to access it by faith. And what activates faith? The word of God. We stand on what God's word says. You know why? Because we trust God and we believe God. And we know if God said it, God is going to do it. Why? God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? 
Have he not spoken it? And shall he not make it good, y'all? So I'm telling you today, whatever you got going on in your life, you got to go to the word of God. And you got to see what the word has already done on your behalf. See, when Jesus came to the earth, he came in the flesh as man. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. And they said we beheld his glory. The glory of who? God. We beheld it. But he was bringing what? Grace and truth. He was bringing his mercy in on the scene. He was bringing his loving kindness in on the scene. Y'all, this is what we're supposed to bring in on the scene. We're supposed to say, he who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone. God loved them just as much as he loved me. And who am I to condemn them? He didn't condemn nobody. So in him, there is therefore no what? Condemnation to those that are in Christ. And those that walk according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. So today, God wants to encourage everybody in this room to let you know, let go of you and latch hold to what God has already done. Take your hands and take your mouth off of other people and putting them down and saying, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Open up the word of God. Say, let me tell you what he's already done for you. And when you tell them what he's already done for them outside of them, this is what is going to bring them. To Christ, you can't do it by putting the word. People using the word as a hammer. What did I tell you? Grace don't do that. God's grace loved us, independent of us. It's nothing we have to work for, nothing we have to earn. For by grace are we saved through faith, not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works that any man should boast. So today, y'all, it's time to let go of you to let go of what you're trying to do and recognize what grace has already done and let go of your Ishmael's. Say, God, Ishmael's represents the law. I'm letting go of Ishmael. And God, I'm tapping into what you have already done. And the only way you can tap in is through the word of God. Quit taking word breaks. Yeah, the Holy Spirit say quit taking word breaks. You taking word breaks just like you in college, in high school. Well, I got some time off. Let me see what I'm going to do for me. Every day you're supposed to be in that word. And when you're in it, you no longer conform to this world. You're transformed. You change. How you change? Because you're renewing your mind according to the word of God. Y'all, I'm telling you, this is for real. This is real stuff. Because the more I get into it and the worry want to come i don't care how little how big or how small so wait a minute ain't nothing i can do in this god has already done it so why am i trying to fix something that he's already fixed the only thing i can do is tap into what the word says and stand on that word and say god i thank you that it's already done so see when we come to god we must believe that we already have it and then we shall receive it you have to believe that what you come into god for is already yours that's just like going to a parent you know that parent loved you, and if you get into some trouble, come on, parents, we're going to be there for our children. One way or another, we're going to be there to console our children. They're coming to us because they're looking to us for protection. When little kids get sick, they come to you and say, I don't feel good. Why they come to us? Because they know that we love them. They know that we're there to nurture them and protect them. So when we go to God, when we go to his word, we knowing that the word has everything that we need. And outside of the word, it's not going to help me. So I have to stay in the word 
And I have to take the word for what it is and what it says. And I have to live by the word. And then my lifestyle become a lifestyle of faith. And people began to see it operating in my life. And they're looking at me as being in a place that naturally I'm not in. This is how it worked, y'all. So we need to access grace by faith. And if you're not doing that, then you're not going to be able to receive what God has already provided. You already have everything you need. Quit begging, quit pleading with God, and just do what his word says. Apostle was um, saying the last time she ministered about, you know, every morning, you know, she was telling people that she loved them more than she loved God. And the Lord reminded me of a verse, Apostle. He said, when you obey my commandments, that's when I know you love me. Because sometimes we'll forget to say, I love you, Father. But he said, when you obey in me, I know you love me. He said, I know you honoring me because you honoring my word. And I bet you after that sermon, people getting up, I love you, Lord, and still doing stuff all outside of his word. But God began to tell me. He said, if you love me, you're going to obey me. That's what love is. I can say I love him all day long, apostle, and I'm out there doing everything that I shouldn't be doing. But then I get up, oh, I love you, Lord. So I guarantee you some people after that sermon will say, oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Let me tell you I love you before I tell my husband. I love you, Lord. If you love me, you will obey me. That's what the word says. God backs up with his word. So I'm here to tell you today, faith accesses grace. Come on, y'all. Let's take these masses off today. Let's take off these masses we have put on and trying to make people think we're more holy than anybody else. Trying to make people think, you can come to me. I got the answer. No, you don't. Jesus is the answer. And as long as you get into your word, the less time you will spend trying to get up with somebody else. People that spend most of their time trying to contact people to get an answer, I know where you're at. But God will give you confirmation through people. But if you're spending time because a person is a prophet or they this, that, or the other, and you're trying to get something from them, you're not where you need to be. Stay in tune with him. Stay in tune with that word, and I guarantee you, If you stay in tone with him and stay in tone with his word, God will send somebody to you and say, I saw you last night. God said, don't give up. Sabrina, God said, don't give up, baby. Don't lose hope because everything that you need, I have already provided. Every day for you and your children have already been taken care of. And God's going to send people to help you like never before because God said, I know your heart. And I know how you've been crying out with your whole heart. And I know how you've been trying to get away from this and get away from that and not allowing people to do what they used to do in front of you. God has done a work in you, Sabrina. And he's going to continue to do that work until the day of Jesus Christ. Because every time that you say, Lord, I can't do this. But God, I know that you already have done it. God, you accepted me even in my mess. So God, I know that you have already made provision. I don't know where it's coming from, but God, I thank you that it's already mine. Come on, that's what we do. We don't have to try to do anything outside of that, but trust God. Look at your neighbor. Say, do you trust him? Say, do you really trust him? Say, whatever he tells you to do, will you do it? Say, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? 
Are you really sure about that? See, if I asked for some more money, you wouldn't be saying that. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Isn't he good? Isn't he real, real, real good? Hallelujah, God, we give you glory. We honor God in this place. Do we have any visitors today? When I say, do we have any visitors today, I had a unction in, in my spirit to say, some people that's been here a long time are visitors. <laughs> because they're sitting there and they're just visiting and been here for years. Have not tapped into what God is doing. That's a visitor. You're in here, but you're just visiting. Because when you truly tap into what you're getting, you're no longer visiting. You become a part. Come on, somebody. Won't the Holy Spirit show you some stuff? Look at your neighbor and say, are you just visiting? Or are you a part of what God is doing? Oh, ain't God good? Hallelujah. We give God glory. Can we have the announcements, please?